Hi, I'm Lauren and welcome to Two Pills Podcast. We are so glad you're here. Our focus is on innovative teaching and learning in health sciences. If you have an idea for a Two Pills tip or someone who we should interview, please email us at twopillspodcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O pillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Two Pills Podcast or on our website. I'm not claiming to be an expert on any of these ideas and all of this information is freely available online. Check out our website, twopillspodcast.com, for links to resources. Today, I'm going to be talking about biostatistics, everyone's favorite. It is a subject that strikes fear into anyone studying for maybe a certification exam that contains them, if you're presenting a journal club, or even analyzing your own data for research. Today, I'm going to be talking about a systematic approach to biostatistics that might help you in teaching the content and help your students with application of it. Why we need to do this is because healthcare professionals are required to continuously update their knowledge. The students need skills for lifelong learning as well as an appreciation for the scientific method. Biostatistics can be considered the basic science of quantitative evaluation of evidence, and students will need to require evidence for methods of prevention, diagnosis, and therapy or management in the treatment of conditions. Students need to know how to interpret different procedures um, and policies, algorithms, and how to apply them to individual patients. So for example, if they're reviewing a trial, can they determine whether or not this would apply to their patient population or even the individual patient that they're taking care of? And as we know, you're not going to gain that just from the abstract alone. Students need to develop the skills to read evidence-based medicine with confidence in their ability to evaluate the validity of the articles. Often, students are taught biostatistics in a lecture-based format. When I was taught biostats in professional school, I think I had last seen statistics in high school during AP statistics. So it had been a while. And as we'll talk about, repetition is really key for understanding and applying biostatistics. After students initially learn about biostatistics, their first presentations on statistical analysis may be in the high pressure environment of a journal club. I think we've all seen the spectrum of confidence that students have when presenting statistics in a journal club. And while I do think journal clubs are helpful for having a consistent reason to discuss statistics, I also think that we're often limited on time to talk about them because there's so much else to talk about within the article. And so while it's helpful, I feel like we could really do more. I actually first became interested in augmenting my teaching of biostatistics in an interprofessional setting. I was working with a medical residency and they wanted to increase the structure of their journal club or biostatistics curriculum. The milestones that they were attempting to address were that these residents could locate, appraise, and assimilate evidence from scientific studies related to the patient's health problems. So level one was that they could describe basic concepts in clinical epidemiology, biostatistics, and clinical reasoning, as well as categorize the design of a research study. And then this would go all the way to level five, where they are to be able to independently teach and assess evidence-based medicine and information mastery techniques. So wide range there that includes things like evaluating the pros and cons of study design, applies a set of critical appraisal criteria to types of research, things like that. 
The program already had a journal club each month that was led by a resident. And so in addition to presenting the articles, I then set up to where residents were also assigned a biostatistics term or two that they had to include in their discussion. So for example, January was types of bias. March was absolute risk reduction and relative risk reduction. Other topics that they were required to discuss included type 1 and type 2 error, incidence and prevalence, sensitivity specificity, odds and hazard ratios, and predictive values. There ended up being over a year's worth of topics by reviewing one or two topics each month. And so by having this structure, the faculty of the residency could ensure that residents would learn about all of these biostatistics terms while in the program. And again, you know, why, by having residents do a journal club each month, that's helpful, but it may be inconsistent if the resident fully addresses the statistics and which statistical terms may be addressed. So after designing that, about four years ago, I decided to implement a more structured approach to students learning about statistics while on rotations with me. I call it Stats Tuesday, similar to like Fat Tuesday. And so each Tuesday afternoon, we briefly talk about statistical terms. Students have to prepare for the discussion and they really lead the discussion with me just there as a facilitator. And so before we meet on Tuesdays, students split up a list of terms for that session. And what I have them do is they're they have to come prepared with two things for every single statistical term. The first is that they have to provide a plain English definition of the term. So I don't want to hear that it's A plus C over C plus D formula. No, I want to know in plain English so I know that they understand what they are reading about that term. Secondly, and what sometimes becomes more of a challenge for them, is they are to present a real example of the term from a clinical trial. So sometimes they'll reach out to me and say that they're having a hard time finding one, but often they are able to go to some previous presentations they've given or journal articles that are recent and are able to find what they need. So again, they provide a plain English definition and a real example of the term. And I found that this method leads to a great deal of discussion and clarification about the terms. As an example, students often seem to be confused about things like power and about non-inferiority trials. So, you know, how do you find something is not non-inferior that, you know, kind of breaks your brain? So we're able to talk through those things a little bit. We're able to work through their questions and confusion in a one-on-one -on -one setting where they're also really focused on application rather than passively learning something in lecture. I also feel like in addition to the review, it seems like Stats Tuesday has increased their confidence in journal clubs. They're more equipped to do things like interpreting confidence intervals accurately and to evaluate if a certain statistical test was appropriate. For my rotation, the number of statistical terms increases each week. It starts off pretty easy and then by the end, they review a ton of terms in the last week. They begin initially with types of data, which I think is a nice foundation baseline and very important, even though the definition seems simple. Once you get to the application of the type of analysis that you should do for that type of data, it becomes uh, increasingly obvious why it's important to know what the types of data are. After types of data, we discuss alpha, beta, types of error, and confidence intervals. We then dive into ratios, risk reduction, and number needed to treat, number needed to harm. 
And as just something kind of funny, this week was the risk reduction. And the student who presented started off by saying that um, absolute and relative risk reduction were the same. So we really had a lot of great learning and some great examples about that. So it's just really nice to be able to clarify those things for them before they go on to do further rotations and further journal clubs. And so finally, in the last week, we review T-tests, ANOVA, chi-square, and regressions. So you can see that it goes from types of data all the way to regressions and Cox proportional hazard. Overall, statistics are challenging, but they do seem to become easier with repetition and application. It's really great to see the light bulb go on for a student who's found these concepts overwhelming in the past. Hopefully this type of framework where you set it up either weekly or monthly is helpful to you. There is always going to be some kind of wild and wacky statistical test in a random journal article, but these types of reviews should help students tackle the most common biostatistics terminology. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and thanks for tuning into Two Pills Podcast. <music>